Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of the Geek Impulse Podcast. I am your host, Joshua Sexton, back here again to bring some more great content for your ears. Uh, if you haven't already, be sure to follow me on Twitter at Luxury underscore Geek. Also, you can find our uh, company on Instagram at Geek Impulse. That's at Geek Impulse. Be sure to head over there, check out all the content we got going on. Uh, we don't post every day. But we usually do. Uh, sometimes we might have an off day. Or, you know, we post several times a day sometimes. So be sure to go over there, join in the conversations we're having, and uh, we look forward to it. But we have some exciting news for you. One, we have been um, actually posting a lot more type of videos on our YouTube. So be sure to head over to our YouTube channel and check us out. Uh, we've been a little bit festive with our videos lately, so hopefully you like it. Check out uh, our series of How They Died uh, with regards to The Nightmare Before Christmas. And the other great news is we finally have a co-host. And that co-host is none other than my brother, who is a pretty cool guy. I've known him all my life. And uh, his name is Steven. Steven, why don't you go ahead and, uh, I don't know, introduce yourself a little bit, and then we'll get into the show. All right. How are you doing out there, Geek Impulse fam? As Josh said, I am Steven. I'm his brother. Um, I have a little bit of a background in IT. I enjoy gaming, comic books, anime, you know, a little a bit of everything here and there, you know. Um, yeah, I look forward to bringing some great content your way. Awesome. Yeah, so you hear that, Geek Impulse fam. Uh, super cool dude. Like I said, I've known him all my life. And he is a huge Spider-Man fan, by the way. Um, so that's pretty cool. So we're, we're going to talk about today. The first topic we're going to really discuss is, um, Venom. Um, you know, so if you haven't seen Venom, just so you know, spoiler alert right now, you might want to spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. You might want to, might want to turn this off, uh, because you know, there's been skip. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. There's like so many crazy things. You know, people say it's great. Rotten Tomatoes has it like a 30%. It's like, I don't know. It's super weird, but. I don't know what what, what did Stephen? What did you think about the uh, Venom movie? I, mean, I thought it was great. Um, one of the best thing about it is that it actually embraces who the characters are. You know, like if you look at the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah. they usually they have their their monikers, but they kind of allude to them or joke about them, and they really embrace it in Venom. It's kind of refreshing. Really? Okay. So you you think like because uh, I believe he's got a three movie contract deal to play venom so that's that's kind of interesting I, again i'm not 100 sure on that but i believe that's the rumor going around and if that's the case then you know obviously there's more to come and so you think he's definitely he was the right choice for venom and you think that the way they're going with venom right now is actually the best way to do it huh uh yeah i mean i feel like they've got a lot of room for growth there um, I feel like there's like, some good surprises. I was actually surprised, like something I was expecting. Like I was expecting to see some carnage, you know, uh -huh. but we got Riot instead, which is mm -hmm. good. I mean, it was a good surprise to people that kind of follow it. So for those who may not be familiar, like can you explain like what's the difference between Riot, Riot sorry, and uh, Carnage? I mean, uh, the, the best way you could look at it is like Venom – I mean, as far as the cinematic universe came from, there was originally like five symbiotes that came from him themselves. Uh, I can't remember all the names off the top, but we have like Carnage, Riot, and stuff like, you know, you'll see them as they come. But in here, 
uh, Carnage is nowhere until the end credits, and you're dealing with Wright. He's actually like a squad leader, so think of him like if you've ever been in the military. Like he runs things. Like he's a pretty hardcore guy. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's like the main nemesis after everything gets going gotcha. in the film. Okay, and then we were we were discussing uh, earlier, and this is again some more um, spoilers, right? So, talk talk to me more about because you pointed out a lot of pretty cool things and those were the easter eggs that maybe you know fans that are just fans of the movies may not catch but then those who uh are comic book fans you know they they might have caught it or might not have what what were those uh easter eggs again you're talking about i, I mean one of the biggest one is uh and that's what i say because I, I love carnage as a fan himself like i mean venom's dope but you know carnage is where it's at like they, he has a famous cover from i believe 1995 June in the Venom Carnage Unleashed Volume 1 uh, where Carnage is kind of ripping Eddie away from Venom, you know? Yeah. And have they actually have Riot doing that in one of the scenes. Okay. He alluded to that comic book. So that was really great. Um, what's another good thing that I saw? Uh, give me one second to look through here. Sorry, Josh. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, I know you write oh, notes. Yeah, yeah. She Venom. That was a good one. Um, she appears for a minute, even though it's just a quick scene. Mm-hmm. And the, the best part about it is she's just as ruthless as, well, Venom when he's Eddie Brock, which obviously that makes sense as well. Mm-hmm. Stan Lee, of course. Stan Lee had a great cameo. Really? Because I, I, I haven't seen it yet myself. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to go see it this weekend. So what, yeah, what I mean, was it? I won't it? ruin everything for you, you know? No, I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about it. Go ahead and tell me. I need to know. Uh, well, he kind of, uh, you know, when he sees uh, what's going on in the scene, I guess I don't want to set it up because I have to give you too much plot. But he pretty <laughs> much lets Venom and Eddie know that together they will win and back. You mm-hmm. know, which is his girlfriend in the beginning, which he loses due to what he does. Yeah. You know, he kind of steps on her a little bit. And that's, you know, he, he, it's a love story as well, hmm. trying to bring it back together. So, Okay. I mean, that's and, interesting. And to me, that's kind of interesting because if you think about even with Spider-Man, I mean, it's kind of a love story in a way that he's always chasing somebody, whether it's Mary Jane, you know? Yeah. Did you, you know, actually speaking of Spider-Man, did you, did you catch the um, Spider, was it Spider-Verse? Into the Spider-Verse? The Into the year? Spider-Verse. Uh, at the end credits? No, I didn't. Um, I actually... Had to use the restroom at the time, even though I knew there would be end credits. Mm-hmm. But um, I heard a little bit about it from my nine-year-old. But <laughs> what, other, what other information are you going to get there? Yeah, of course. You know? And, of course, to him, it was like the greatest movie of all time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they, it, uh, you know, uh, Into the Spider-Verse um, <laughs> was actually, it, 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 it was pretty cool. I actually liked it, even though it's a, even though it's a cartoon, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they really, I don't know, it's kind of like a comic book feel with the art direction, with the animation that they're doing. And one of the, one of the really cool ones, which I think they should actually, um, really jump into, which is Kamiko Glenn, um, or, uh, Penny Parker, Penny Parker. That's the one I'm, I'm thinking about. Uh, Kamiko Glenn is the one that created Penny Parker. Sorry. So Penny Parker, who is the, she's like a Japanese middle schooler and she, pilots mm-hmm. like a mech suit called SP and uh-huh. which is like partially powered by a psychic radioactive spider. You know what I mean? That that's, okay. that's pretty cool. Like I, I, I like that version. I think they can really do a lot there. And then they gave us spider ham, 
<laughs> so, Spider Ham. Yeah. What was that when he was uh, who was he exactly fused with? Because pretty much was that the pig? Yeah, the pig Spider. It, it, it almost looked like um, one of the pigs from Angry Birds. Yeah, that's true. It does kind of look like that. You know, mixed with Spider Man. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I mean, you've got like, it looks like, um, you know, you have Miles Morales, who's the mm-hmm. main focus, and he's he's kind of learning about being Spider-Man, right? And then from there, um, all hell kind of breaks loose because there's like this uh, multiverse that opens up, right? And then you have Peter Parker come in, and he kind of mentors Miles Morales and trying to help him become more of a spider-man they all and then you have spider uh spider gwen she's there and then they just they kind of and you have spider-man noir which is not something that a lot of people know about and a lot of people talk about which is actually a pretty cool um spider-man story and yeah nicholas cage is actually playing spider noir um, but they all they all have to come together, right? And then they have to try to figure out a way to, you know, stop uh, the uh, pigpen, kingpin. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. kingpin. Um, and then you know, make sure they all get back to their their multiverse. Okay. Uh, well, speaking to Miles Morales, I can't remember exactly where I saw it, and it's probably on one of those watch for free websites. So when I look for it, uh, I'll make sure to get it to you, so you can put it out on Twitter or whatnot. A link to it but um there's actually like a small movie that was done i think it's actually donald glover that plays miles morales in this like 20 minute film oh wow i i, I had never even heard of that one yeah i mean i'll have to look for it it might not even be him because i know he he does the uh kind of like the cameo of miles morales in spider-man homecoming yeah but but he you know it's like you've seen that movie right yes of course Childish gambino isn't it obviously yeah yeah but yeah, there's a small movie out there that I'll have to look for to bring out to the fam so we can look it up and watch it. It's actually pretty interesting. Okay, yeah. And you know, I don't have no problem with that. You know, the Spider-Man, Spider-Man universe is pretty big itself. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's massive. There's, there's like so many different versions of Spider-Man. That's the thing with Marvel is that, you know, they, they really have a plethora of... Right. Of content, you know. I don't want to talk about DC right now because you know DC. Kind of... Hey, you know what though? And people are probably gonna kill me for this out there, but Venom, you know, it's a Sony picture, even though it's not exactly part of the universe itself. It kind of almost has like a DC feel with its darkness. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, it does make it a little bit interesting. Yeah. Uh... Oh, by the way, Geek Impulse fam, just so you know, you, you might hear some stuff in the background. Um, where where my uh, where I'm recording this at? You know, there's I have a major street by my office, so like you know, I do apologize for that. But uh, anyways, I just wanted to put that disclaimer out there because you might hear some things going on. But uh, yeah, so anyways, yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. I definitely wanna definitely wanna check that out. Um, I was also gonna see you because you watch you've been watching uh, Walking Dead, right? So kind of switching gears a little bit. You, you've you been watching Walking Dead for a while, haven't you? Uh, Yeah, I've been watching it for a little bit. I actually caught the premiere, which I, I kind of think it's funny because for some reason I was thinking it was this Sunday, uh-huh. right? And it was actually last. So I didn't watch it as the premiere was airing. Uh-huh. You know, I had to catch it a little bit later on. And just to allude to that, I heard that it was actually some of the worst ratings that they had for the uh, season premiere. Well, I mean, I- if you... Well, because this is the thing is, I mean, it's been around like nine seasons now, 
I right. mean, at some point it's like, come on, <laughs> you know, I think the, I think the, the walking dead is, uh, killed itself like, you know, four or five seasons ago. Yes. They've had some good episodes. Right. But, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, you know what? And that's the thing too, is as far as a climax would go for any good show, you know, cause they read nine to 12 seasons yeah. usually most shows. Um, when they brought Jeffrey Dean Morgan in as Negan, I feel like they kind of built up to that climax. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, I almost feel like, where do you go from here? Yeah, like they, they, it was already, I think, um, kind of saturated as far as what they could do. But then I think, yeah, when Negan, Megan, is it Negan, right? I don't know. Negan. I, I, Megan, okay. I thought it was Negan. 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 No, you're right. Negan. I didn't say Negan. Negan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was <laughs> confused. Sometimes I the names escape me. But, yeah, I think that was climactic enough. I mean, <laughs> you know, like they could have ended it on that note and then maybe put out like a little um, video, like like a one-hour movie type thing to just wrap things up, you know. And now it just feels like they're beating a dead horse. I mean, like the guy who plays Rick, right? He's actually going to be leaving after this season. Right. And that's another thing as well. I feel maybe that's some backlash from that as well. Cause a lot of people feel like he really makes the show. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's interesting to me because I like how our shows, if they get off character now, we just kill them off. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you grew up, I mean, you grew up the same way as me with the old soap operas where they just recast the person. Yeah, yeah. Watch it and you're like, who is this person? Yeah. You know, so I feel like, I don't know, we'll see. Because I heard that the uh, character that actually plays Maggie may be going away as well. Yeah, I heard rumors about that as well, too. So, that, you know, I, I really think that. Uh, yeah, I really, I really don't see it going too much longer i mean what can you really do with zombies constantly running around and and trying to eat you you know (laughs) right i mean i just i'm interested to see where they go because i mean it does follow a lot of the comic but there are spots where it veers away from the comic Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know so i kind of want to see the new stuff that they have going on in that aspect of it i don't know the name of the writers who credit them here but they've been doing pretty well Mm -hmm. they've made a few mistakes and hurt some fans feelings but gotcha gotcha I, I think i'm hearing kind of a an echo that was weird if i can you can you hear me just fine by the way yes okay yeah it was weird i was getting like some uh feedback in my ear which is super weird anyways don't know if it recorded on that yeah so you um you, did you did you watch the uh, the SpaceX launch by the way, the other day? Um, I was actually on the beach. Oh yeah, that's right. You uh, you you sent yeah, me I photos. Yeah, I was rising. You know, I just watched the sunset and then uh, I got up to walk down the beach a little bit. And I look up and I seen the picture. Well, the pictures I sent you. Remember? Yeah, that's I, what I'm saying. I remember um, on um, our Discord. Yeah, I mean, I was sitting there at first, and I I forgot that they had a launch because I don't stay. Who looks at the their calendar? You know, I don't stay up on the launch. So I'm watching. I'm like, what's going on in the sky right now? Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of amazed, and then you know, I sent you that, and I got looking into it, and obviously it was the launch. I'm sure that people thought it was aliens or something of that sort, which would have been cool, but yeah, I mean, you know, that'd be cool if it, if it was aliens, but it seems that's kind of like um what we are going to 
come to expect. I mean, it's it's cool. It lights up the night sky. It looks pretty cool in the sky, right? But I yeah. think that's what we're going to have to get used to every time SpaceX launches mm-hmm. something. I mean, yeah, it's kind of amazing. So for the viewers out there, SpaceX, they shot their Falcon 9 rocket and successfully launched a Sailcom 1A. It's a satellite that's going to be orbiting Earth for observation. Hmm. And, yeah, it left a beautiful display of lights and a plume, if you got to see it. Most people in the Southern California area were able to view it, I'm sure, across the West Coast. Hmm. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. I think it, and and they were talking about it was like uh, record breaking because uh, it was the first time they have successfully launched and landed on land in California. I don't know how I don't know how that's an accomplishment to be boasting about. I mean, you you've successfully done that elsewhere, so you know, uh, doing that in California. I mean, okay, <laughs> that was kind of underwhelming for me. It didn't really didn't really matter i guess right i mean i guess it's a big thing because i mean most of our space stuff has been launched out of like cape canaveral florida True. you know so it kind of it kind of gives us over here on the west coast a little play into the space race if you want to call it that you know elon musk is doing some good things mm-hmm. well he was but then he's he had to step down from the from uh the board or or a C, no he he has to step down as CEO but he's still remaining on the board or director or something like that because of his tweet you know for as smart as the guy is it's it's interesting that sometimes you you know you can have a gaffe like that um, but that's that's what happened I mean the government was like right up on him instantly for that I'm sorry can you uh, go over that again Yeah I was saying like you know that he he had a bit of a gaffe, like he said some stuff on Twitter, which oh, okay. ended up getting him uh, taken out of the actual um, the company. But he's still with them, so he, he's not the acting CEO anymore, I guess. Right, which is pretty messed up. And you would you would think that they would have done that when he was on the Joe Rogan podcast, because you know there was all that controversy. You, did you see that on the Joe Rogan uh, I didn't, podcast? I didn't watch the full uh, Joe Rogan podcast with him on it. I mean, I do watch powerful JRE rather mm-hmm. regularly. So I'll have to make sure to check that out. But yeah, it's actually it's actually a really good podcast episode. You know, uh, it really gets into the mind of Elon Musk. I mean, he's pretty smart. Like the stuff he's talking about, like you could tell, like his yeah, mind I mean, is constantly he's going. trying to. I don't mean to cut you off. He's trying to cut the costs to colonize Mars. Hmm. You know, he doesn't think like the rest of us. He's in a different level, I guess. Yeah, well, you know, it, it depends on what that really means i guess you know um it definitely is he smarter than me yeah i, I, I guess i can say no, I'm, I'm just saying he has different visions for the future yeah you know yeah but he's he's not just um has those he's actually like bringing him to fruition. yeah he's actually taking action upon those things which is what a right. lot of people don't really do because it just seems like you know one of the things you need to do is like just kind of put blinders on and say screw it i'm just going to try to do this and if I fail, I fail. But if I succeed, then I really succeed, you know. But I, I just, like I said, I just thought it was interesting because on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, he was smoking weed. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I mean, everybody kind of does that on the Joe Rogan podcast. True, and it, and it is California, so. Right. I mean, we have different laws here. I don't know. Some of our viewership may be anywhere around the world. 
mm-hmm. but here in California, that's kind of a normal thing. Yeah, it's it's kind of common practice to, you know, actually walk in or walk around down the street of L.A. and actually people are just openly smoking weed. So to see to see that, okay. I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, I see it now. He's uh, smoking weed and trying to tease a, an electric plane of some yeah. sort. Yeah, but <laughs> if you if you look at it, it looks like he doesn't know what to do with it. People are like joking. They're like, he kind of looks like an alien. He, he's like, uh, what what is this? Is this what I is this what I do? I mean, you know, I'm not saying that he probably doesn't, but I'm sure the man doesn't have to prepare his own if he does. You know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. He's got enough kinda, money. Right. I mean, when you're with Joe Rogan, you're kind of, he's kind of like, here, have you heard of this? Yeah. I do. Great. I smoke <laughs> weed. You ever do decompression therapy? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of crazy, too, because, I mean, Joe Rogan's awesome. If you listen to him, I mean, the guy from The Fear Factor, mm-hmm. he knows a lot. He brings across – he's not scared to talk to people about it or bring, be controversial, mm-hmm. and he gives it to you how it is. Well, I, I definitely agree, but then sometimes he he does play it safe a little bit. Sometimes, you know, he he okay. he he knows where you know what waters he can tread and what ones he needs to tread lightly, you know, when he does stuff. So, you know, there's that. But yeah, but we won't touch too much on Joe Rogan. Let's get back to uh, the space launch. Mm-hmm. What do you well, think we're going with this? I mean, there's been a lot of Look, I don't know. Well, you know, it's I, a lot faster than I realize it. If it, that makes sense. it is going a lot faster. The thing is, it depends. You know, not to get into like conspiracy theories and things like that. You know, we could maybe even make that an episode one day. You know, where we could talk about some of those things. But it would seem that there's definitely a push um, all around for looking at space. And I don't know why per se, but you know, it's like, you know. Hate him or love him, I'm not going to get into to you know either or. But Trump creating wanting to create the space force, and I guess that's a real thing now. You know, you and I both come from the Marine Corps, um, but space force, yeah, space force. You know what I mean? <laughs> space force is coming, guys. I would have, I, yeah, it's on, it's popping off, right? But I, I, I would have never have guessed in my entire life that uh, a sitting president would announce the space force. We are the the. We are the, you know, it's like Star Trek or something like that, you know. It, it's, it was it was weird. But you have that, and then you have, um, there seems to be an influx of people paying attention to the skies lately. I mean, everybody has smartphones now. I mean, almost everybody, I would imagine, you know, except for people in certain countries where you might not be able to afford that, unfortunately. But it would seem most Americans, for example, and most Europeans in, in a lot of Asian countries, and Middle Eastern countries, et cetera, et cetera, they have um, smartphones. And so, you know, they're constantly recording all this stuff, and there seems to be a lot of activity in the sky, right? You have Elon Musk trying to get to Mars. You have um, where he announced, I don't know if you saw this, but he announced the first person that's going to go to the moon for, um, uh, for SpaceX, it's this uh, okay. Japanese entrepreneur, you know, uh, so he's going to be the first one to go, and they're looking at probably launching it in 2020, and so this is, as he's going to, yeah, it's it actually looks pretty cool if you look at the prototype, um, but I guess he can 
bring a couple people with them or something like that. So it's going to be like him and maybe a few friends. I got to look back into it, but it was pretty interesting. So you have that. You have NASA. You know, NASA, I don't get to NASA. I feel like NASA doesn't uh, – NASA knows a lot more and they're not – They really disclose clear. what they want. Yeah, and it's it's like – Come on now, this stuff gets old. We're we're in we're in 2018. We're not in right. 1975, you know, or 78. Like, come on, like, you know, these are things we can we can talk mm-hmm. about openly. Right, and you know, just to touch on that a little bit, I kind of feel it's a little bit of like the billionaire space race. You know, like Richard Branson, he wants to put people on the moon as tourists. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know, we have. Um, that's why he he was doing that yeah. Virgin Galaxy, right? Where you he, he would fly people up into the atmosphere, like right up there towards the edge of space. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I kind of feel like you know that's the new billionaires' boys club right now. You know, they're like, you know, I'll make it to space first. Which I mean, it's great, you know, because the government only goes so far. We need the private industry to get in on it. Hmm. So, so I'm kind of interested to see where this goes because I feel like sometimes NASA has that problem where they're like, well, Richard Branson or Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, these men are trying to go to space. You know, you have Russia, China, like how long can they hide it? Of course. You know, and I, I don't mean to get into conspiracies either. Like that could be a whole nother show that we could do on it. But I heard that NASA had sold some things to Japan and forgot to take some things out and Japan released them all. Oh yeah. Yeah. Japan released yeah. those, um, where it looks like, uh, I don't know if, if anybody listening to this has seen the footage. You can find it on um, YouTube. But, yeah, you have um, this video that looks like it's taken from the International Space Station. And you have uh, what looks like an object entering the Earth's atmosphere or wanting to enter the Earth's atmosphere. And then what you see next is you see a flash come, like like it lights up. The, the, the sky on Earth, and then you see what looks like a straight-up laser beam coming from Earth into space. You know what I mean? And that and, and that object that was going into the Earth, you know, you could say, oh, it's space trash or whatever, but it's not because it changes its trajectory immediately to get out of the way, right? Like it was legitimately being shot at is what it looks like. You know, and this is my speculation based on what I observed, is being shot at, right? And then it, it changes trajectory immediately. Now, there's no plane that can do that. And it moves out of the way and back into space fast and gets out of the way. You know, so you, you have stuff like that, right? Um, you have stuff like um, there's this guy, Dr. Stephen Greer, who's a great guy. I'm, I'm actually uh, talking with him right now. Hopefully, I can interview him. I actually want to do a sit down interview and, and, uh, you know, usually he responds to me on Twitter, et cetera. And we back and forth, but nothing concrete yet. But like, he even talks about a lot of this stuff too. Uh, like he calls them special access projects. Right. And he says like, you know, we have all the technology, everything that, you know, we, we, we have the energy we need. Um, we have the technology that we don't need all this stuff right now that we have. We, we can be so much further advanced, but there's, you know, people, powers that be, if you will, don't want it to get out there because think about it. It would get rid of electric companies, right? Um, it would get, you would get rid of pharmaceutical companies. Um, you, you, you would, it would overnight change a lot of industries and a lot of money. Um, and that could have a positive or negative effect. Eventually it could be positive, but you know, with, with everything you have people that get into, um, 
stuff like that. You you know about Dr. Stephen Greer, right? Yeah, I mean, I've watched a couple of his documentaries. You know, yeah, what, do you, what do you think about those documentaries and him? I mean, I think he's very uh, insightful. I can't remember what they named that small skeleton that he was looking into mm-hmm. for a while. I believe that that's the same person, correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I've listened to some of his theories and some of it makes sense, you know, and uh, just to touch on something, I know you just did an interview with uh, Professor Michael Denon. Yes, yes. He's been on that show, Ancient Aliens. Yeah. You know, um, which is a great show if you like to learn different things or what people kind of posit. Um, but who would have ever thought that maybe the guy from Blink-182, Tom DeLonge, would be running something with his own space? Yeah. You know, dropping his book. Um, well, look, spe- I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you with that guy. Speaking, let, let, right. let, let, me, let, me, let me touch on this for a second here. Let me – okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because when you when you follow the money when you follow it looks a bit of a scam to me. If you look at um, the people that are backing him and you follow the money, it's it's a lot of uh, former CIA, NSA right. people, and it seems like they, yeah, and and stuff like that. Yeah, they want to you know because if you look at some of the videos, again, I wasn't a pilot in the military, but I've never seen that's, anybody's, that's not, huh? That, to your point there, that's not what I'm worried about. What I'm worried about with that, what I bring in is, is that uh, it's one of the few entities, I guess you could say, or maybe the only one that, now this is speculation, or supposedly they have the chain of command of custody of classification and declassification of videos, like you said, such where you see a plane coming in and they can't track it and it just goes another direction, that sort of thing. So, if, I mean, if it all checks out, we, we got a good Space 2.0 race going on right now. Yeah. There's a lot of things that people are using to kind of disclose and I, I you know he could be who knows what if he is being used by somebody that be to push regular information out there or to release it quicker because they know that soon the public's going to be like why have you been lying to us yeah you know what, what better way to do that than a rock star mm-hmm. you know yeah i mean i don't know i i just he could, I, I think, yeah, yeah, he's definitely being used 100%. Uh, I, I just don't take what he says or the stuff that they put out as being legitimate because um, just the way they put it out and some of the stuff that they put out, um, it doesn't seem real in the ass, in the sense of if, again, going harking back to the military, from my experience, I've never known a pilot to ever talk like that. When you watch the videos, the way they're talking, it seems like two uh, surfer bros from the beach, you know, faking a a, a video. You know what I mean? That's what it seems like. Right. To me. I mean, but I mean, you you excuse my language, shot the shit, or maybe shooting the breeze. I guess you could say with people, and you see the, the way we talk as far as military goes, when we're talking with somebody we know or we've been with for a while, it kind of changes. A little bit, it definitely does. Yeah, but I mean, you have to come on. You, you we, we all know we, we have to have that bearing, and that there is no bearing in that at all whatsoever. You know, if if they're if they're talking like that, I'm pretty sure their chain of command would have got on them about that. You know, I just I just don't see the that. Yeah, but is... I mean, pilots are officers. <laughs> well, I know, and it's the and it's the Air Force, right? Or what, they're saying right. it was the Navy. Actually, I think is what oh, they was said. It? That's what yeah, they yeah. said. If it was the Navy, that's that's a whole different thing because I I would I would not expect them. But if it's the Air Force, yeah, they you know I I saluted an Air Force officer. He shook my hand. I didn't know what to do. 
you know, I was, <laughs> I was on Lackland Air Force Base. I mean, you know, the cultures are definitely different, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait to see where the space race goes. You know, even if it is a billionaire's boy club trying to brag amongst each other. Well, it's definitely going to Mars and it's definitely going to the moon as far Def- as if they're going to give us um, access to those things in real time, that'd be great. Like, allegedly, uh, Elon Musk says he's going to have live feed, you know. Okay. Like, you're, supposedly, you can. it's going to be like 24-hour live feed is what he's been rumored to be talking about, where he is... The, the entrepreneur, the Japanese entrepreneur that's going there, he's going to be having it all recorded. You know what I mean? So there's not going to be a whole lot of room for um, faking it. But you can always say that it is 24-hour life feed, but it's not. By the way, the, the, the So is the, this just like a shot of the earth? What do you mean? Or, I mean, you say it's 24-hour life feed. Is it just going to be? No, so it's supposed to be like uh, like a body cam on on the the entrepreneur so his his name is you yusaku oh, okay. maizawa if i if i said that correctly um and he's he's supposed to have um he's good he's so he's coined as being is going to be the first private citizen to fly around the moon so yeah. i guess he's not so i he's not going to be landing on the moon to actually he's actually just going to be flying around the moon Right, but they're gonna they're supposed to be doing like a live feed that you can watch, but you know there was supposed to be a live feed for uh the vehicle he was sending to Mars, the Tesla roadster he was sending to Mars, but that um I don't even know where that's at anymore. It seems like it's gone, you know, but again I mean, back to you well back to Dr. Stephen Greer, right, like he talks about how that the government has created the same exact things from um, reverse engineering of alien aircraft, but they can, and he says they have all the means of faking a alien invasion if they wanted, but you that's won't, the hologram technology, correct? Well, not, no, well, maybe that's just one aspect. That's just one small okay. element. Um, he talks about like the alien, actual alien craft is supposedly seamless. Whereas the ones that are government made, you can see their seams where things were put together. See what I'm saying? He's like, that's one of the main ways you can sit, but you're not going to know unless you're up close. Right. You know, but they have seams on it. Um, you know, so it, it gets, he, he dives into a lot of stuff. I, you know, I highly recommend people, you know, actually go and uh, check that out, you know. Serious. That was the name of that documentary, correct? Yeah, yeah. Serious Disclosure. Okay. Something like that. Yeah, I mean, well, he runs uh, or he works with, I believe, the Disclosure Project. Yeah, it's, oh, no, it's called Unacknowledged. Is the Unacknowledged. Newest. He has that one as well. Yeah, that's one of the new ones. I was just looking. I, I grabbed my phone. I was looking at my uh, iTunes library, and yeah, it's Unacknowledged. Um, Unacknowledged. An expose of the world's greatest secret. On the, on the topic of aliens, have you ever seen this um, this one documentary? It's called Love and Saucers. Love and saucers. Yeah. Oh, tell me about that a little bit. Oh my god. So you, there's this guy. He's an artist. Mm-hmm. But what he paints is his experience with alien beings. And he's got a, He's got like a, a. I think he's got a son. He's got an ex-wife. But um, supposedly he has 
children with this alien who would come and visit him multiple times. And it's this whole documentary talk about it. And the guy, you know, at first glance, you'd be like, this guy's nuts. Right? But it's one right. of the better it's one of the better documentaries out there. It's called Love and Saucers. And the guy seems legitimately like of sound mind. He seems like a, a pretty decent guy. Like you wouldn't I wouldn't think he's lying. He seems pretty convincible to me. You know, he yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. You you gotta you gotta check that out. I can't believe you haven't seen that. I thought I told you about that before. No, I mean I'll have to definitely take a look out for that. Um yeah, I mean this this space stuff, maybe that's where we are headed. Alien disclosure or just being able to go hang out at the moon. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know if I can handle those G forces uh entering and exiting the atmosphere. Well, we'll leave that up to Elon Musk. Maybe you won't even feel it. You know, that's what I was thinking. I would imagine that in the future, hopefully in, in, in our lifetime, they'll have the ability to make it to where the average person could do it. They're not going to feel the effects, you know. Maybe, you know, something like, um, so you have the ship and somehow the, the interior of the ship kind of... Um, kind of like a like there's like two layers to it so you have the shell of the ship and then you have the in innermost portion of the ship and it's almost like as if it it just kind of levitates in some way so that um you know you don't feel the g-forces i don't know I, it's hard to explain but you kind of get what i'm saying like yeah i mean it makes sense mm-hmm. you know um yeah like back to what you're talking about as far as like I don't know if the viewership out there likes watching documentary or learning things, but there's another one called Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. Have you seen that one? No, Gosh. I haven't seen that one. Um, it pretty much follows this, this gentleman. His name is Christo Ropolo, I believe. I don't even know if I'm getting that correct. But he claims to have seen UFOs his whole life, and he actually records them and says he has conversations, and he documents it. And as a filmmaker, uh, I don't remember his name right now, but he follows him around for a while, and this gentleman live on camera i guess he's from monterey california he shows what he believes to be ufos mm-hmm. you know so i don't know if these are just people that need some attention but i mean he's kind of a guy that he, i think he made like one cult classic in a way and it's like it's one of those horror movies that's just a cult classic because it's horrible mm-hmm. uh, yeah don't quote me on that but yeah you have to check that documentary out as well i'll check that out because I, I one of the more recent ones I, I watched was, um, what was that? Uh, Encounters of the Fourth Kind. Encou- now, is that a documentary or a movie? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a movie oh. slash documentary because what they do is they... they oh, is that the one where they use the tapes and then they actually make the movie on top of it as well? Yes, yes. Okay, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, that was intense. I mean... It, it, it's pretty good. You know, I I think you could. Yeah, it's Hollywood. You can you can fake a lot of stuff, you know. But right, I, I just I don't know. You know, that was a difficult one for me. No, what was so difficult about it? Because again, it you can you could do those things in Hollywood with 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 good props and and editing and software and stuff. You can you could fake stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean. 
since the dawn of time, even Red Hot Chili Peppers said space was made in a Hollywood basement. Wait, wait. Since the since the dawn of time, the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You act like <laughs> right. That's not like the Red Hot Chili Peppers <laughs> created the universe. Time. You heard that here, folks. My brother <laughs> believes that the Red Hot Chili Peppers. There's a big bang, right? The Red Hot Chili Peppers created the universe. No, you heard I it here first. Met the other day, <laughs> about a week ago. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, that, that's some pretty cool stuff. But uh, I don't know, man. That's that's kind of is. But uh, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, we're gonna end it there. Uh, again, I appreciate you being the co-host uh a lot of exciting things to come in the future we'll be recording this um again next week so geek impulse fam um thank you so much for listening if you like this podcast uh let us know talk to us um i'll be sure to in the future my my brother's recreating all his uh social media so you'll be able to you know talk with him chat with him uh, ask questions things like that um also you could do that with myself um until then i'm gonna get myself out of here uh and you know, any yeah. last words you wanna you wanna say you to the to the fam here? Yeah, like I said, I'm gonna be getting my social media put together. Um, it was great being here. Uh, it's great talking with you. I hope that as time goes, we get to know each other and just make great content. Yeah, well, like I said, once you have your social media up and running, they'll get to know you more. Um, with that being said, Geek Impulse fam, I'm gonna get out of the way. Thank you so much for listening. Peace.